here we go. This is Happening with Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is Happening. Oh, man. So, uh, last week, when we last spoke, by the way, I know that the shows weren't on the SiriusXM app. Yeah, what happened? Okay, so let's pull back the curtain on this very boring thing to start the show. Really start out with a bang this week. But uh, when we do the show, the show gets ingested into like the places where you get it if you get the show as a podcast on like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or whatever, right? Right. And then it also has to be ingested a second time to air on SiriusXM and be on the SiriusXM app. Okay. Now, the people at SiriusXM were like, hey, and, and you know who has to do that? You know who has to do all that? Me. I have Mark. to do that. Yeah. And it takes yeah. a minute, and I don't like it. And so they were like, hey, we figured out a way where you only have to do it once. Because oh. SiriusXM actually owns this company called Simplecast, and Simplecast is like, in large part, what we use to publish uh, the podcast version. Okay. Problem is, there was some breakdown in like the computer communication of once it would go up on the podcast thing, it wouldn't go up on the app, on the SiriusXM app, and they just kept telling me they were going to fix it, and they couldn't yet. But anyway, this will be this will be on the app. The thing okay. is, though, anytime somebody tells me <laughs> the show's not on the SiriusXM app, like you can get it a bunch of other apps. Uh, uh but yeah, a bunch of it, 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 like anywhere. I don't know how easy it is on a droid, right? I have to I have to say complete ignorance of what it's like to download a podcast or do a podcast on a droid. Uh-huh. But I remember for a while um, because... You're coming like, in a little hot, by the way, pal. Am I? Yeah, like popping the peas. You sound like you're really over the shit. Oh, hey. Let me... Uh, I'll try to fix that. Uh-huh. Um, you're talking about when droid. I, like back in the day, right? Yeah. I didn't want to listen to podcasts. I like I like had like this weird boy boycott on podcasts. So I deleted the app off my phone. Okay. And um even that then it was very easy to get back and listen to podcasts. Yeah, exactly. It's like we I remember in radio used to be like podcasts aren't real radio. Those are just amateurs, yada yada yada. And it's then, like, podcasts are getting a hundred million dollars now. And I was like, <laughs> I too would like a hundred million dollars. Maybe I'll take a shot at this shit. Um yeah, so then I was up in Harlem for the Alicia Keys show that SiriusXM did. It was awesome. Uh, it was a good show. Uh, I will say I have never seen anyone rehearse or sound check or whatever you want to say longer than Alicia Keys. Really? The night before the show, I was at the world-famous Apollo Theater until 2 in the morning. And then she came back the next day and made sure everything was perfect for this show from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., straight i didn't even know you could sing that long <laughs> i was like this is crazy is it so was it was it that long because there was technical issues and she was trying to get it right or she was just enjoying herself no just running it she likes to play all right there there weren't like i, I don't know i mean i guess i guess on some level if you're a musician and you have what amounts to a free rehearsal space and your band is there you yeah, might as well i guess if you yeah if you have the apollo theater you can play in there all day why yeah. not yeah, right, that makes sense. It's not like it's a union house that costs a ton of money, but whatever, whatever, not important. <laughs> well, I remember when when we had Paul McCartney, uh, when we did the, one the you know Paul at the at the Apollo mm-hmm. Apollo, um, a bunch of employees that weren't going to the main show got invited to the sound check, and there was maybe like thirty of us there. Yeah, and and he just he played for over an hour. It's awesome, right? Yeah. I mean, like, he, he, I think he sort of caught on to what was going on is that it wasn't just a sound check, but there was people there watching. He's like, all right, I'll go. And he did. He, he went for, you know, probably an hour. Just he did his whole set. That's great. Uh, yeah. So I was there and then I flew to New Orleans for Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. Now, that's a fun, that's a fun live band, those guys. How many people are in the Night Sweats? Okay. So I counted this because I was looking at the picture. Of uh, like we give out when there's a serious XM show, we give out like a commemorative laminate. It's like a backstage pass, but it doesn't really get you anywhere. It's just like a cool thing to keep. 
Right. It's that the type of thing you 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 bring home, you hang on your doorknob, and then it just stays there for ten years. But right. um, there's Nathaniel Rateliff, and then there are seven other dudes. Them being the Night Sweat. So it's a band of eight. And okay. I know that this is a strange thing this thought, but anytime I've looked at a photo of this band, I just go like, "How is this profitable? Like, how how are you guys splitting this shit eight ways or whatever? Yeah. I don't understand." But and then and then it's also one of those groups where I know Nathaniel Rateliff, he released a solo album last year, but and but when the lead singer releases a solo album, it always sounds kind of the same, right? Yeah, I mean, that's just pretty much when a lead singer releases a solo album, it's just pretty much like this is a money grab and no one cares about you guys. I don't know if it's a money grab, but what what, what do you mean? Like the lead singer's making a money grab? Yeah, and the label. Yeah. Or or maybe, I don't think it's that. I think maybe if if you're in a band with four guys, you don't want to have to, you know, when you have songs you want to do, you got to make sure the other three guys are comfortable with it and there's like a negotiation. Like, Like Ryan. Is, well, do you have to make sure you're comfortable with them? Or is it pretty much like, I don't want to deal with that guy's bullshit anymore. I'm the famous one, so I'm solo. Maybe. But, but like, for example, like, U2. U2 splits everything equally in the band, okay? Okay. Whereas Bruce Springsteen, the E Street Band, do not. Yes. I, you, right, yeah. So Bruce, if, Bruce probably takes much less, right? Yeah, that's how that works. So maybe Bono would be like, I don't want to fucking deal with the edge right now. Like, I don't need... And I wouldn't say that, oh, I'm the famous one. Like, they're both pretty famous. I just mean, like... And I also don't know if it's a money grab. Like, maybe you want to do different stuff. Now, sometimes I'm sure it is. What I was saying from a listener perspective is, they always sound kind of the same because you're used to just hearing the voice. So if, if it's a Brandon Flowers solo album or a Killers album, you're just like, is this a Killers song? Oh, it's Brandon Flowers solo? Well, really, what's this, the difference? It Wasn't this when we hosted trivia? Wasn't this one of our audio rounds? Or if it wasn't, it's one I just didn't get around to, which is you know trying to confuse people, solo artist versus band. Yeah, I don't think we ever actually did that, but that's a good album. I know that, or it's a good a good round. I know that when I won the trivia contest by myself, I named my team Rob Thomas, and they said why, and I was like, because he's the only good part of Matchbox Twenty. And the joke was that all my other teammates were shit. Weren't there? Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I I won the game. I finished in first place. You did finish in first place all by yourself that time. Fucking phenomenal. <laughs> I oh I told you I played trivia last week. How was that? It was good, actually. It was different. I felt like I was cheating on you. Yeah, did we talk about this? I thought we talked uh, we about might, this. I, I think we talked about it, but I can't remember if we talked about it during the show or not. No, our or our trivia team has there. been disbanded. We're like the oh. Sandlot. We all moved all over the place. And I then, don't like to think about it that way. Yeah, it is. It's the game continued somewhere, and we left one by one. And now We're you're on a new direction. team. We're on hiatus. Okay. Yeah, like they're ever getting back together. It's going to happen one day. One Direction may do one show, or like, they're never going to do another album. Harry Styles is too famous. Here, Like, here's what happened. Like, they were at a level of fame where maybe, like, Niall and them were doing fine, and maybe they would get back together, right? Yeah. And yeah. then Harry's second album made him Justin Timberlake, and now that shit is over. Let's be, also, Zayn is, like, into domestic violence disputes or whatever. It's fucking done. They could do four. Four directions? They're already yes. doing that. They're all running in multiple directions. Um, but in Daniel Rayliff and the Night Sweats, there are seven Night Sweats, one Nathaniel. They were awesome. That was at Tipitina's down in New Orleans. Now, New Orleans has clearly been affected by the COVID pandemic. How so? Uh, less people, for sure. And things like, they close now. Ew. I couldn't find anywhere to eat after midnight. Swear to God. Couldn't find a, a thing. Like the, the Clover Grill or whatever was closed? Uh, We went to a bunch. I, I tried four different restaurants like near Bourbon Street. And they're like, yeah, we don't serve food at this time anymore. And I ended up having to get a slice of pizza. Which was like the only place open. And very clearly you're just gouging people. $8 for a slice. I mean, even in New York, I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's pretty bad. And it probably wasn't even a very good slice. You're in New Orleans. It was fine. I'm, I mean, pizza isn't what you're in New Orleans. You don't go for pizza. There's got to be a 24-hour po' boy drive through somewhere. I don't like a po' boy. Ron Bennington said this, and I agree. 
Po' boy. See, no, hold on. I'll give you for next time you're down there, the Clover Grill. Yeah, that's my 24-7 spot when I'm there. A po' boy is just a sandwich with extra bread. They're not that good. <laughs> that's really what it is. Ron Bennington. I remember him saying yeah. it. Yeah. I won't disagree with that. Yeah. It's just like it's too much fucking bread. Um, flying. See, I get I get upset with you Why? when you go to New Orleans, though. Why is that? Because New Orleans is one of those cities that I like. I love, right? I mm-hmm. love going down there because the food is different. The th- like everything about the city is different. It's mm-hmm. not like the homogenized American city that we've spoke of so much. Yeah, right. Like there's, it's different. So I love, and I know that when you go down there, I have a feeling you sit in your hotel room and you're like, I can't wait to get the fuck home. That's me when I go anywhere. Yeah. But still, I mean, like, dude, even if you're only there for a night and you still can't wait to get the fuck home, the, I would go find something good to eat and at least take back to your hotel All room. All right, well, let, let me just bring you through. With. Let me bring you through my past couple days. So we're at the Apollo the night before Alicia. I I get out of there at two o'clock. I get to bed by what two forty five. I have yeah. to be back there at eight o'clock, eight fifteen. Don't really sleep. Night of Alicia. Get out of the Apollo at noon. Excuse me, midnight. I got a I got an eight a.m. flight to New Orleans, so I don't go to bed till one. I can't really sleep that much then. Get to New Orleans, do work all day. I do go out. I went to like we were with somebody who had never been to New Orleans, so we hit all like the touristy spots like Pat O'Brien's. Okay, and uh, what's like the blacksmith bar? The uh, the fuck they have the purple drinks, the voodoo daiquiris or whatever. Oh, I don't know. Well, anyway, it's like the oldest bar in New Orleans or the world or some shit or, or okay. the country. I don't know. And then, you know, it's show day and then it's time to fly home. It's There's not a lot of time. I get that. All right. But you did go out. You did do some things. I went. Yes, I went to some places I'd been to in the past. I also got to be honest. I don't like Bourbon Street. I like the warehouse district. Uh-huh. I don't like Bourbon Street. Bourbon Street is fucking gross. And additionally... I never understood Tom Segura's joke about like the Bayou people talking like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> I do now. The accent is real. And I'm like, you goddamn weirdos, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I dude, like no. I'm I'm just it, it doesn't. I'm not saying you have to love Bourbon Street. I mean, like I, I the fact that you like have a favorite place there. That's good. That's that's better than I thought it would be for you. I, I but still, even then, like with COVID. I was just like, what are you motherfuckers doing? Like, you were all over one another. And I am I have the booster shot now, and I'm still, like, still nervous in certain situations. But, COVID, like, uh, Bourbon Street, it, there's just shit everywhere. It's gross. It's gross. The, I remember the first time I went to, well, I've only been to Mardi Gras once. But the first, I, and it was the first time I was in New Orleans, I guess. But yeah. the trash in the street on Tuesday. Yeah. Dude, it, it's like a foot deep. You're really you're not walking on the street. You're walking on trash. It's it's absolutely horrifying and disgusting. Yes, yes. just uh, but but it's still I still love it there. But you're right. You've that's getting off. You know the out of Pat O'Brien's is what's fun about it. There was a the, the it, there was like a two like ophthalmology conferences in town, and also it was Tulane homecoming weekend as we discussed last week. Didn't and it see was, that coming, did you? <laughs> and uh, it was just slammed. The, the the like certain areas of the city would be slammed. There'd be no one around, and then a ton of people around. But it made the airport. First of all, New Orleans has completely redone their airport, and to the point that when I landed, I I was like, "Have I never been here?" Like it was so different than what I remembered okay. that I was briefly confused. That like what could have happened here, and then I was like, oh, "I guess they redid it." So it's really nice, but it was slammed, traveling everywhere, and because of that, the only flight. I could get home was a first class flight. So I'm That's awful. I'm, yeah, exactly. But I mean, it was expensive as shit. So I'm looking forward to this first class flight. At least, you know, I'm really tired. I get on the plane. Now, I just got to say one, this was a new one. We were about to take off. Somebody has a medical emergency, right? Oh, great. But they refuse to get off the plane. They're like, seriously? Yeah. So we what to, kind do you know? What kind of emergency it I was? I have no idea. They were looking for a bag, so maybe it was hungover. Were, for all right. I know. All right. But at that, so that adds 20, 30 minutes as EMTs come on, and the person's like, "I'm not getting off," and they're like, "All right." And so eventually, we're just like, "Okay, I guess you can stay on the plane." Then, oh my god! So as I said, 
I'm up in first class, and it's it's not a big plane, so it's one of those where there's a row of a single uh, a row of like single seats, and then on the other side of me there's two seats. Yeah. I've tweeted about this. You, I am a if if Donald Trump ran for re-election in 2024, and he said nothing but. I will make it a, a federal law that you cannot recline airplane seats. I'd be like, dude, let's make America great again. That's, oh, Jesus. That's what I would say. Because, I, and I, I tweeted this. You know what the recline, the, the, the recline button should just say? Fight? Question mark? Like Fight, that's, yes. That's, yes. That's what it should say. Because this man in front of me just like aggressively fucked my knees with his stupid chair for two straight hours. <laughs> And wait, wait, he kept moving it and reclining over and over again. He like reclined like, it a back couple different forth? times. Yeah, a couple different times. <sighs> and like one time, and so then like I could try at like I just started like kind of like shaking my legs just to like make it even more annoying. Like because I was like, I, it's not like these first class seats don't have enough room. They're pretty comfortable to begin with, right? Yeah. Which airline was it? By Delta. All right. It's a big seat, and this like I just I can't. You have to be reclining your seat on an airplane, right? Is the true microcosm of American life and American attitude. Because But it also it's not comfortable. That's true. It's not it's not like you gain any more comfort. You're just at a more awkward angle. Yeah. I would maintain though that it's just like the American lifestyle where it's like, "Hey, look, Fuck you. Uh, yeah, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. And then it's going to be like, well, you don't have to. It's like, yeah, but I can, see? But I can. Yeah, but I can. So therefore I will. I don't understand how more people don't come to blows over this shit. I don't understand why airlines haven't just taken it the hell away. They've taken everything else away. Like, it's not like, oh, they're like, oh, that will truly make air travel an uncomfortable experience. <laughs> I mean, it really goes to the to the, the, the the side of the theory that they're actually trying to infuriate you. Yeah. I mean, they, they took away agree. everything we love, but the most annoying thing possible, they've just left in place. Can you imagine somebody being like, I don't fly anymore. Why? I can no longer recline my seat. Right. Okay. I I just it, it was it's unfathomable to me how that's still a thing on planes. Like I was even as before I was getting on my flight, I was looking around and like Spirit Airlines had a gate nearby and there was a sign up that's like, Have you paid for your carry on yet? Pay for your carry on. Shut the fuck up, Spirit <laughs> Airlines. <laughs> Honestly though, no, I think I think um I, I've always said that you should pay for carry ons. Why? Because I think that you should like it should be free underneath, and and pay for the carry on. Because the way people like break the, I, I it pisses me off so much. The way people flaunt and just totally never follow the the carry on size rules. Yeah, but that's in large part because they charge you to take the bag under the plane. Right, and that's what I'm saying. But if they if they charged you for a carry on. Yeah, but that, I and you could put whatever you wanted underneath. I'd pay for a carry-on. So would I. Because the thing is you still just want to get the fuck off the plane and you want to wait. There's also just so many more scenarios where and I know that like, you know, all things considered it's a small percentage of luggage in the context of all the luggage, but there's so many more scenarios where you would lose your bag when you check it. Yeah. But no, but you see like like people I think tons of people would pay for for carry-on and that would be no issue. But it would it would alleviate the the fucking gate check bullshit that happens on every flight. That it's like it's 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 like such a surprise that they're out of overhead bin space. Yeah, but no don't kidding. you think people would pay for it and then become even more indignant and bringing crazy shit? They'd be like, no, I paid because for this you space? would have because then you would you would be able to uh regulate the space. I disagree. You would you would you you have half the bin. That's yeah. it. Is 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 you pay for half the bin or a third of the bin. And and there's lines drawn inside it. Hell, even put little plastic dividers in there. This is a terrible idea. I don't like this idea at all. Oh, I'm, everyone hates the idea, but terrible I idea. think it, it it will it will it would solve so many problems. It would also create so many problems. Yeah. Less. The one thing I don't understand, or one of the things I don't understand that I've been talking about for years is how flight attendants are really like, um, please step out of the aisle and put your bag up. Like like that move like that's a that's not an easy move 
for the average person, where you're standing under the bin in the aisle, but still contorting your body to get yeah. the bag in. Like yeah. that, that is the part of the boarding process. Where I'm like, are you are you serious right now? Do I you mean, know do we that need this can't happen? My, do we need to get one of my flight attendant friends on someday to talk about this? No, I don't care okay. that much. I mean, I guess we okay. can if you want. I realize I probably should have given you a different answer there, but like, <laughs> yeah, I'm on board with that. Uh, but the the like the we on my flight down in New Orleans, we had a crew that was very much these people were about the mask, which is great. I want that on an airline yeah, flight. Yeah. But like they were like this I hate when they like overuse the loudspeaker and they were really going through the process of like listen if your mask is below your nose we will tell you twice to put it on and then we we will serve you with a notice that you can no longer fly Delta again. And oh, I was just like damn. oh shit. Okay. We are hearing well, complaints from other passengers that people next to them aren't wearing their masks and I was like okay so like instead of like this announcement like, also go up to those passengers. I'm wearing my mask. Leave me alone. Yeah, because it, it, it screws up your movie. Scru- Fuck the movie. I don't care about that. It screws up if you're sleeping or something. Yeah, that too. No, but, like, when you're watching a TV show, is there, like... And the person that had the gun was... Uh, if you're not wearing your masks over your nose and mouth, we will serve you a notice. I don't even... You missed the best part. I don't even watch... I don't even watch TV on planes. I normally just sleep or I'm on my phone. That's it. Um, I want to go back to New Orleans for a second. Okay. The ophthalmologists. Mm. Were they um, uh, a rowdy group or a subdued group? I don't know. I didn't see too many of them. I just knew they were around because there were okay, signs so everywhere. Because Sounds like I could used an ophthalmologist. <laughs> No, but you get a group like of ophthalmologists in Vegas or New Orleans or a city where there's alcohol and like, you know, underwear starts flying because they haven't been out of the house in 20 years. I guess. I guess. Speaking of uh, doing things in public that are questionable. So Sirius XM was also broadcasting the Rockville Festival this weekend in Daytona. It's uh, seriously? Wel- welcome to Rockville. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a Danny Wimmer Presents Festival, or Danny Wimmer Productions, or something. I don't know. And uh, have you seen this story? That I, that yes. I, yes. Huh, there's a band called Brass Against, and their front woman. So what's funny is before this became a news story, we heard about it because our our like coworkers that were at the festival were like, yo, here's what just happened here. And we got some like photos from like the... Um, the closed circuit feed of the festival. So basically, her name is uh, Sophia Eurista, right? There's this band Brass Against. Um, I think they play like Rage Against the Machine songs with brass or something. Okay. I, th- I think I heard that. Oh, I don't know. that makes more. Because I was going to say, this, this, the band name makes literally no sense. Mm-hmm. But you just finally made it make sense. So I'm going to read the story for TMZ if you haven't heard. Front woman I, Sophia. I, can I go make a coffee while you read it? No, this is funny as shit. Don't be an It is funny until you get to the end and some of the details, and then literally I might vomit. <laughs> That's why I'm like, can I go make a coffee? You can you leave. I can talk about this all on my own. Uh, <sighs> front woman Sophia Eurista was rocking out during their set and performing a cover of Rage Against the Machine's Wake Up when she and the band apparently invited a guy in the front row to come up on stage and receive a golden shower to yeah. which he happily obliged. Unclear exactly if he knew what he was in for, but he seemed more than willing to lie down on stage with a can mounted to his forehead. Now, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop right here because mm. that sentence of unclear as to whether or not he knew what he was in for. Does that mean that the the author of this article at TMZ thinks that there's possibly somebody who didn't understand what a golden shower was, or possibly they didn't hear right? Or, or like, were they just being nice? I don't know. Okay. I have just, just no that, idea. Just, do you understand, like, why I'm like, who doesn't know what... Okay. I don't know if she was like, who wants a golden shower or what, but... Also, I, do you think the band discussed this at, like, some pre-show no, meeting? No, and I'm getting to that because I'm dying at the, at the statement right. they released afterwards. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this guy has that. a can on his head. I don't know if the goal was that she was going to piss in the can or whatever. She Fill ends up, up just... 
pissing all over this man. Now this is front of this is in front of like sixty thousand people. There's so many people there. This is not a small little isolated. This woman squats over this man's face and pisses directly into it. Ah. What? Why is okay? Here's the thing. There's one. There's one detail coming that when I hear it again, I know. Um. She let rip for a good 10 or 15 seconds or so. The downpour of urine absolutely buried the man's face and even spits some out, which came up shooting yeah. like a spray of water. Yep. Oh. Why are you so right. grossed out by piss? I, I just him, him, you know, him, him spitting it back out that he got a mouthful of it and spit it back out is the grossest goddamn thing. And I, I just. It's hilarious. <sighs> It's hilarious. Also, like, what's that much different? Like, I don't know. It, it doesn't it, like like if as long as it's not like asparagus pee. It's like whatever. I don't so, like people pissing in my mouth. I've never had that happen. Yeah. But like, so I'm not okay. that. But, but but go ahead. So 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 anyway, uh, the next day the band tweets the following. I wait, I assume they asked for volunteers. Who wants a golden shower? I have and no this idea. Guy raised his hand. I don't know. But the band tweets, well, how's your day going? And then with the monkey with its hands over his eyes. And then uh, they tweet the following. We had a great time last night at Welcome to Rockville. Sophia got carried away. That's not something the rest of us expected, and it's not something you'll see again at our shows. Thanks for bringing it last night, Daytona. Which means, what that says to me is... They got off stage and said, Sophia, what the fuck was that? Yeah, She's what like, the oh, I'm f- so sorry, guys. I am so did, sorry. Did you just piss on that man? Yeah, I thought it would be cool. I, I just, I, it just, I had the idea and uh, oh, you didn't like it? They, they were eating it up. I just like, it'd be like, I just imagine you and I getting off the air after I've, you know, we've done some type of live show and I've pissed on somebody and you're like, hey, Mark, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> Also, that guy. Did you buy a new shirt, or are you like you just got like I want? Okay, I want that guy on my on the show. That's who I would like to find. Oh, find you, the fan Sophia pissed on. He's just gonna be a weirdo. You you know the type. He's just gonna be a, a just a weirdo saying he enjoyed it and it was great and he would do it all over again and he doesn't understand why. Anyone's, you know, it should be, uh, we should allow this more. All right, so I got a little more information from cinemablend.com. Okay. Apparently, throughout the set, she was mentioning how how much she had to pee, right? And so she she basically was like, uh, do I volunteer to get a golden shower? And this guy's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, hold on. I am going to, I'm going to watch, I haven't like watched the video. Have you watched the video? No. Why not? I I don't need to watch the video. Man. I mean, the only thing that I ever saw that was anything like close to that, and it wasn't even gross. Like this wasn't even a gross (laughs) thing. Yeah. I, in Baltimore, Back in the day when I lived in Baltimore, I saw a Nashville pussy at like the auto bar or the eight by 10 or something like that. One of the small rooms in Baltimore and the, the stage was like neck height. Does that make any sense for the spectators? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So there's a guy in the front row who's just all into it and just going crazy. And the bass player, she's wearing cowboy boots and she comes over and she just steps on the fucking guy's head. And his face is literally his left or the right side of his face is just smashed against the stage. And her boot is on top of the left side of his face, just smashing into it. And she plays the entire song like this. And the guy's just pumping his fist, having the time of his life while she's his foot pedal. Dude, what? I don't understand anyone who likes that. It's very, very it odd. Um, I I saw a live sex show. That's probably the... Well, everyone who went to Amsterdam in college saw that. Yeah. I mean, that's arguably worse. Hold on. I want to watch this video. Let's watch. Let's check this out. All right. This man lies down. 
band kind of starts to... They're still playing. I can't see it, but I can hear it. They're still playing. Okay, is this a lyric or is is is, is this... A, there's not a Rage Against the Machine lyric that goes, who wants to piss on his head, right? She's ad-libbing that, I would imagine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's... I, okay. I mean, I'm not a huge Rage fan, but I think that's ad-libbing. <laughs> so now she's squatting over his head. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, you can just see... Oh, shit. The rest of the band kind of just walks to the side. Whoa! Yeah, that was uh, it was pretty hardcore. <laughs> I mean, they're famous now. They were already like, I guess, kind of well known. She's been on The Voice. She didn't do that on The Voice. I would have turned my chair <laughs> yeah, around. She's not gonna be on The Voice again. Anyway, uh, your Steelers yesterday had a tie. I I uh, I saw. Did you watch the game? I did not. Well, I was watching Red Zone, and uh, I so I didn't I didn't see it uh, blow for blow. Dude, what's crazy to me is so Najee Harris, your your running back. Okay. Yeah. I feel like there's always like every year in the NFL, there's some person who comes out of college football or. I don't know, is just such a competitor that they can't fathom. They can't fathom that they're that there's not a winner and a loser. And he's like, I didn't realize you could tie in the NFL. And that makes you sound like an idiot, does it not? Well, it does. And you know what's really funny is that is that I mentioned it on the mashup this morning and Stan's like, Yeah, I thought they fixed those rules. And I'm no. like, dude, I don't I what? No. No, they fix them in, in, in. It is it is stupid. I mean, like to not know that it's possible. You're right, especially if that is your profession. Yes, yeah. Like and, he's not. It's, it's not like it's not like you know my grandmother watching the game and being like, "Oh, you can tie." Like it's like, dude, you were in the game, right? What yeah. did you think you guys were doing in overtime? But um, it it, it they should have a mechanism for uh ending the game with a winner well that well i mean i don't know if i like the college football model now in college football i think it's like they do two possessions each from the 25 yard line or the 20 yard line and then it's just repeating two-point conversion attempts but the problem is they then then if there's a ton of those and you know those are just plays from the uh two yard line or whatever if you if you go back and forth like one game went into nine overtimes it's like, yes, technically that was nine overtimes, but it was really like eight to nine plays. You know, like, it's not it's not like they played for two extra hours and they couldn't get to the bottom of it. I, I, I like, in the NFL, I think the reason that they have the tie is because conceivably then this game would have gone on forever. And they've already added the 17th game of the season. So, you know, every bit of extra well, football is a potential injury risk. I mean, there is a definite easy, easy, easy solution. Like that, it's right in front of everybody, but it, but it's they hate it. Was it kicking contest? A kickoff, yeah, yeah, that sucks. But that, I mean, that's the easiest solution. Is is you just do a kickoff? Is you put the two kickers on the field, and and every every round you move them back five. You start at the twenty, and you move them back five yards until someone misses. I got to be honest, I would watch the shit out of that though. That would See? be so intense. Yeah, and that's how you do it. And then there's no tie. But like you, it does. I feel like the the position of kicker is becomes super overvalued in that scenario. Why? I don't know. It's it, it, it's it's like all I of think a sudden the position of kicker is undervalued. Oh really? You're pro kicker. I mean, they're the highest scores in the NFL. Oh, you always say this, and it just of course they are because there's only so many scoring plays, and pretty much every play a kicker is introduced I- I- involved with, with, the exception of kickoffs and punts, is potentially a scoring play. Right. So that's why they're and everyone's like, ah, just you know, the kicker. Yeah, because yeah, all right. I don't know. They're taken for granted. Sure. What did you want to talk about with Egypt? What's going on over there? I'm seeing people are like dying. Yeah, this dude, this is freaky. 
that apparently there was a a, a round of thunderstorms or, or rain, like you know, bad rain in Egypt, mm-hmm. and caused flooding. And because of the flooding, it moved or scared these scorpions that are apparently really common in Egypt out of their normal habitats and homes and hiding places. <laughs> And, like, three people died and 500 people were hospitalized from scorpion stings. Dude, so, like, scorpions were just, like, washing into people's houses and stuff? It sounds more like there was so much rain that they already lived in the houses that they would be, like, somewhere living in your house, right? Like, what? in the boards no, or something fuck, like that. And then that. it got wet enough that they, they got kicked out of these hiding places. Normally, I don't bother you. But because of the rain, they got, you know, they got rooted out of their hiding places and started stinging people. Okay, so let me ask you this. And then people just come and count, you know, whereas normally they wouldn't encounter them. Now all of a sudden they're encountering them. Gotta choose one. Scorpion or mouse in your house? Mouse. Easily. Easily. I think, I thought it was, I I thought you very casually were like, oh, I get the impression they're just already in your house in Egypt. What? Scorpions? Fuck that. No, they're like deadly. How come there are so many things that were so much bigger than that I am, like, terrified of? Such as? Okay. Uh, bees. I'm very afraid of bees. I'm you shouldn't much... be afraid of... It depends on what kind of All bees. All right. Hornets and wasps I'm very afraid right, of. That's fair. Yeah. You shouldn't be... I feel like... I feel like, especially in the... When they say that there's, like, 11 states or something where bees are, like, no longer, you're not allowed to be scared of bees anymore. Why? I just I would like to point out that like I'm sure like polar bears are endangered species, right? If there was a polar bear in my backyard, I'd be pretty fucking terrified. So just the fact that the bees don't exist anymore, and yes, I understand that that's a problem, but that's still I think I should be allowed to be afraid of them. Well, I mean, like, will you die, or uh, will you get an itchy bump for a day? I don't know. I don't want to get stung. It hurts. It's scary. The thought of it is much scarier than when it actually happens. Right. I mean, like, if you're somebody who has a horrible allergy, yeah, maybe be scared. But let's, you know, I think we have to temper the the way people think about bees. All right. I I don't know. I just, I kind of... I get what you're saying about the polar bear, but like, and polar bears, we don't want them to go extinct. But if polar bears go extinct, we don't follow soon after. Yeah. Mice are also not scary, but no one wants them around. Mice are kind of cute. Like like a mouse in like a, a mouse habitat, cute. A mouse running around your house, off-putting just because you don't know when he's going to surprise you. Also, it no is... one thinks of a female mouse. No one's like, look at that little girl mouse. They always, mice are always boy mice, right? It's pretty much, yeah. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it's, it's, have you ever known somebody that has just given in? What do you mean? Like to just getting overrun by mice? Not overrun, but by like, ah, uh, yeah, they, they're in the house. They happen. Uh, no. What's going on with your apartment, by the way? Oh, uh, what do you mean? Like, In what sense? It's just I'm moving back in in a couple weeks. We're going like, back to the studio five days a week, so but what I'm happened, moving back in. What happened to the mouse? Oh, it, it's gone. Did it die? It, yeah. Oh, man. I know. You're going back in the studio five days a week? Yeah. When? Uh, in two weeks. Did no. I not tell you this? No. Oh, I thought I thought I told you this. That sucks. Yeah, five days a week. We are we are going back. Huh. I know. It's gonna be so so. And now, so it's gonna be one of two things: is that maybe I'll start recording. You know, if you can record in the mornings, then uh, I can record. You know, this when I get off the air from the mashup. But if it's going to be later in the evenings we record, then, you know, you thought you had to deal with my scanner and my ice. Now it's going to be all the New York City noises. It's yeah, but if, you, if you're in the city, why don't you just go back blowers. to the office that you love so much? I'm sorry? Why don't you just go back to the office? You love it there so much. Once I'm home, I'm home. Oh, see? Okay. <laughs> also, like, it's really weird. I don't think it's like, I don't think you're allowed to just come and go from the office as you please like it used to be. Maybe I can. Yeah, you can. All right. I mean, you gotta just sign. You gotta just do the sign up stuff, and then you can be there whenever you want. Now, as we've talked about at length, I don't know why anyone would voluntarily go into an office ever again. But whatever, these are choices you've made. No, this is not a choice I've made. How did it come down? How did it go down? Uh, we want you guys back. I would have been like, I'll come in some days when there's a good reason. Otherwise, this is going fine. 
Yeah, I don't know that it was. Uh, I, it wasn't quite put that way. Yeah, there's uh, everyone who wants people back in the office is just is is simply trying to make their high how high paying jobs make sense. And if they're not there to oversee all the people, the world will crash. I can't say <laughs> this need, enough times. They need people to boss around. They, it's literally what it is. The, the amount of ideas I've been tasked with, with, hey, can you research this? We might want to get this because we think it could entice people to come back into the office. Every company is clearly doing a if you build it, they will come situation. And I hope no one fucking goes. Yeah, but I think I think if people really like if if there's just a power trip going on and and with executives and they just want to see bees buzzing, right? Mm-hmm. I think it would be more gratifying that remote workers because because they're always available. Because if they're not available, it means they're not at work. Yeah. So if you want somebody to talk to and tell them to do things, I think remote would be better for you because you can always have somebody right there. Yeah, but the, Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, but I think the argument for you know the the high ranking people is well, if their people are just going to do their work anyway, why do I need to pay you all this money to be in charge of them? All right. I think maybe I don't know. I'm not a high paid executive, so I have no idea. Do you have what are, are there any like protocols for the show to be together again? Are you guys excited? Are you guys happy about this? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I, I, I'm happy. I mean, like I, I listen, it's, it's going to be a, a, just a drastic polar shift, you know, whereas I think everybody else is going to get a chance to ease back into it. And like you say, do a couple days a week and sort of feel their way back in. It's like, okay, you're off. Okay. You're on, you know, Uh, it's, it's, it's red light, green light. And, and that's, that's going to be jarring. Ryan, I just want to be clear, just for anyone who listens to this, if there's anyone at our company or whatever, I'm not easing back into the... Like, when I do two days a week or three days a week... I'm not talking about our company. I'm talking about the people of the world. Well, I'm saying the people of the world don't ease back in where it's like, oh, I'll do two days, then three days, then eventually I work myself up to five days. Fuck that. Do not do five days. Why? Tell me why. Two or three, sure, if you want, I guess. But five? I'm surprised you guys didn't at least carve out Fridays. Jesus. I, I, I listen. It was uh, we weren't really given a choice. They, they didn't ask. Mm. That's because you there have a contract. There wasn't much asking. This wasn't a discussion. That's because you have a contract, and it says in the contract that you'll do the show from the New York studios. Yes, it does. That's the problem. Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> so, all right, going back to the office. What else is going on? Is there anything else going on? Well, and I guess I guess just my thing is like I'm I'm I, I want to see you know what it's like going to work at, at five in the morning. You know, I have a feeling my commute might be a little different. We'll see. What do you mean? Are you still are you going to take the subway? or you going to do Ubers? Well, I always I always took the subway. I quit taking Ubers because they've just it's a twenty four seven surge. It's a joke. Like surge isn't a thing anymore. It's just always surging and. Um, well, that's probably due to the it's labor, right? I like guess. a wage. Like it's like if there aren't as many Ubers that want to drive strangers around due to health concerns, there are less cars. Now, yeah. the I guess the counter argument is there are less people going places, so why wouldn't it even out? But I don't know. Anyways, um, but yeah, it's it's you know, it, I never had any issues going to work at you know, 5 a.m. or wherever, 5 or 6 or when it was before. Um, I don't know what it's going to be like because, like, it's weird. New York never shut down before, you know, and it's starting to be open a little bit later. But like you said, New Orleans, things close. Like in New York, things close. And it was never like that before. Yeah, but I don't know what it's going to be like, you know, going to work in this new environment. Won't it be better because there'll be less people around doing whatever? I would rather have more people. Why? Why do you why do you have this I this is the difference between you and I. The the need to interact. The oh, need I don't need to, to interact. You just need people around? Oh yeah, at six in the morning I feel like you know, like if you're if it's if it, at weird times, I feel like it's a safety thing. Okay. 
like I don't want to be like it happens. And every once in a while, when you're really drunk, you get on a subway car. Like the scariest thing about living in New York City, right? Because mm-hmm. and it goes from being really cool to really scary really quick. Is that you're like, <laughs> holy shit! I have my own subway car. How often does this happen in a city of millions of people? With all and look, look, there's 20 people on that car. There's 30. Pe- I've got my own car. And you're like celebrating and then the next stop happens and then one person gets on and they're the scariest fucking human being you've ever seen. Yeah. And the door's shut and you're like, oh shit. (laughs) And then you've just got to wait till the next stop and hope you don't die with only that one other person on the car. But at least if you do die, you know who does it. Right, you know who did it. But I think everyone's had that experience or a similar one. Well, you can never get... When an empty subway car pulls up, if there are people on the other cars, that car normally smells like fucking actual Normally it's a smell issue, yes. Yes. Now, sometimes there's one other person on there, perhaps a a houseless individual, but the... uh, You just... It is normally a bad sign. It's something that when you first move to New York, you're like, oh, cool. And then you're like, nope, I should avoid that. There is But every reason. once in a while, you do just get yeah. an empty car. So so what like, what do you think is going to be different about being back in the office again? Is there anything that you have learned over the, you know, the pandemic times that's going to you're going to try I, and take I, with you? I can't go where I want in the office. And that's very strange. There's lots of checkpoints. It feels like you're moving around See, a war zone. Here's the thing. You say this. I've been at the office a couple times. I've experienced none of these checkpoints. They they are there. Is anyone actually checking anything? No, but it's no. just more like you can't go through the entrances you want to. I can't get to the coffee machines I want to. I like like everywhere like everywhere in the office seems closed. Have you actually tried walking through places? Has anyone stopped you? I just can't get to other floors. Yeah, you can. I walk between all the floors. Really? Yes. Did you actually try? The one time I did, yes. There was actually, they had a, between 36 and 35, there was, it was roped off and the security guy was there. Just be like, but you can book a, an office on 35. You can, That's the only floor I go to most of the time. All right. So if I book an office on 30, but see what I mean? That's just another, like I, you asked, you said what's different and that's just no, it. I said, if like, I, I wanted said, to walk to the 35th floor, I wouldn't have to book it. No, but I said like, what are you, what are some things that you, you know, learned over the course of the pandemic or that you're going to be bringing with you back to the office? Or are you just looking back to pretending like it's uh, February of 2020 again? Oh, I, no, wait, now I'm confused. To. I must have misunderstood No, no, are you, are you going to treat this like it's February 2020, or have you learned anything in your time at home that now will change the way you, the show operates in the office? Um, I, I, that's a, I don't understand the question, but I guess no, I haven't How learned. I mean, you not yeah, understand the question? Obviously, the time is, like, a lot has changed over the last two years, so all of that. But, like, to put that into a sentence is nearly impossible. That, I could write a book about that subject. We'll talk about it a little bit. I'm just trying to get to the end of our show. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it is I learned at home that I would be taking back to the office. I mean, it's... it's, it's uh, I, that's that's a what's stroke. The what the fuck point. was that? I I what I'm hearing here is the problem is is like you're just what I don't want to happen is beginning to happen where it's what's just that? like well this is what we used to do so this is what we'll do. I dude I listen. I don't know that I have much choice. I don't that think path, you do. That path has been written for me just like you said. Oh yeah, a few I, ago. I I don't think that you do. I think a lot of other people do, and I just want them to keep it in mind. That's all. Because. I don't disagree with you. There's the like, one. Listen, the one thing that I said is that that I hoped that we would be able to turn this into a positive is that the mashup has been a very home based show. You know, it's it's we have been out of the studio to do things so few times, and and I said that I hope that this newfound mobility will allow us to go do some fun things. All right, cool. And what about That's, us? I, when are we going to do the show in the studio together again? We haven't done a show together since... Uh, well, since you're never coming back to the office, I'm, I guess... Rarely. But I'll be yeah. there some days. I'll be there sometimes. Well, I hope you book passage between floors and you can come up and do the show with I me. I go wherever I want. People love me. <laughs> I am a man about town. What I what I think is is... 
strangers like like do you have like a lunch place you haven't been to in a while like are you going to go into any of these places and they'll be my, like my, my all my places are closed what are your places nearby i bet you go to weird places no i would always go to the uh Abampan. Abampan. like th- that was like yes that was that's a weird place because you would get their soup you would yeah. dig to the bottom of their soup ladles and there's no way serve your own soup is a thing anymore yeah, yeah, that's all gone. Maybe the pandemic was good just for being the kill stroke to buffets. Maybe society doesn't need buffets anymore. Or like I, I, I like the the buffet attendant idea. I mean, like I would do the OCB if there was somebody you know attending the. the Meaning, the like just family. like a lunch lady, like serving you. Yeah. That's an odd. Yeah. All right. But I don't. I don't like anything where you need to like line up and get your food from like what feels like a trough. That's when I was I... in when I was in the Bahamas, there was a couple buffets that we did for breakfast, and it was very much you could tell that it used to be a trough buffet that you know the scrambled eggs would just get jumped in, and then everybody would try to grab a spoon and get into it, and now they're you know serving you. They they have the plates, and they take a plate and hand it to you. And I I got to be honest, I maybe I need to do more research, but I'm still unclear if this actually stops any covid spread like i haven't heard of anyone where they're like how did you get covid and it's like oh i i ate a salad that somebody else had touched correct correct (laughs) yeah i i i I don't know i mean like they keep telling me that it spreads on surfaces but i don't know of anybody that like picked up a roll of paper towels at the grocery store after somebody with covid no i actually don't think it spreads on surfaces isn't that the whole thing that it dies pretty quickly I, on surfaces I, it's more like hand-to-hand and like air like breathing on each other contact uh, that's good i'm glad they're that's good. that's why every time you get on a plane they try and hand you a purell like uh cloth now to wipe your shit down like you're like you know it, like that's, you're about to take no, a medical that's test because, that's just because somebody changed a diaper on your on your pad before yeah. you got there but i'm just i'm always like i don't need this this is not going to make me feel any more or less covid safe this little <laughs> you know white for the airplane so like i would understand if they were using different spoons or something sure at a buffet but like there's been no uh, like i even remember when takeout was a thing or or, like it was everyone was afraid to touch takeout it was like what how do you think that the covid is on this burger like it's a condiment wiping down your groceries before they would come into your house does covid we gotta get out of here spread on surfaces it's all hygiene theater uh, hygiene, I like it. it. may be possible, but not thought to be the main way the virus spreads. Right. Anyway, uh, any thoughts before we get out of here, Ryan? Uh, I wish I'd come to New Orleans with you. It was very expensive and a very quick trip. Be here tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye.